I want to apologize in advance. We we interview a sex phone operator, and I don't think I went as far as I could have gone. Could have I, gone farther. I didn't role play myself, and I, I, I regret you to it. The water, you didn't take the drink. I know it was just too I awkward. Said to you, it was. Why too... don't you do a little role playing? With her, I she reached, helped you. We reached a boundary, though. We reached a boundary, which was that I don't feel comfortable having phone sex with some, with you on the line. That's <laughs> I can't get. I cannot walk. talk dirty when you, you are walk. listening. It's a, I can barely talk dirty when I, when when the girl is there. Okay. So how am I how am I possibly going to do it with my mother on the line? So I want to apologize to all of our listeners in advance. Okay. I if you're expecting me to talk dirty, it's not. It it, it, it didn't happen yeah. this time. Maybe the next time we have a phone sex operator on the line. Okay. Oh God, I'm I I I feel horrible. All right. I feel horrible in Don't all different horrible. respects. It's all good. It's all good. You know, we got some really good suggestions for you, and uh, there's her her doing her thing is is all we need at this point. Yeah, trust me, there will be enough. Listen to the very end. There will be enough. If you don't listen to the end. You are going to be sadly missing out. Yes. On a very very explicit situation. This is a very exciting episode of Sex Talk with My Mom. Thank you guys for listening. We reached a boundary. Okay, we have new, new, we got to put that in the Constitution. No sexual acts when my mother is on the line or in the room. Yes. Well, wait a minute. What if, we should say the same thing. If if you're in the room, I, I am not allowed to have any sexual acts. Or... Right. There's no sexual acts can be conducted while we are in the room together. That yeah. is a boundary that we are not going to cross. We're not crossing. It, it's Although just... it's, if we've gotten very close with two of our interviews. Oh my gosh. And we've only been doing this a short time. I can't even imagine over the years what could actually transpire. <laughs> uh, very bizarre. So if you're just tuning in, this is the second episode of a two-part series with an interview with Chloe Love, who is a phone sex operator. She's hilarious. She's very intelligent. You guys are going to love it. This episode, we talk about talking dirty, which I am not wonderful at. <laughs> but she tried to help you, and you, of course, did not take advantage of it. I don't know why you wanted me to have phone sex with her so badly. I didn't want you to. I was thinking that she might help you overcome your inability to have actual talk, dirty talk during your own sexual encounters. Well, she, she, you know, we get into that. Listen, she does give great tips, and I do, I do think that she definitely gave me some, some tips that I, I will be writing down and trying to remember. I could just see you, like you'll be in the bedroom with some girl, and you completely, you know, in your own mind, have, you know, you're gonna lock up, and you have to go pull out some piece of paper and scroll down <laughs> to the appropriate count. <laughs> I could just see this happening. <sighs> Uh, turn on the lights. What are you doing? Oh, I forgot. I forgot my script. So, in this episode, you get to hear about her thoughts on the future of the phone sex industry, tips for how to talk dirty and role play, the benefits you know, of I'd sexting. Like know, I would like to know if any of the listeners have called into phone sex um, operators, and, and if they the have, yeah, they should call into us and leave us a message at three two three four seven two four two three seven. And to continue on with what they're going to hear in this episode, basically she goes through what a typical phone sex call sounds like, how phone sex has affected her relationship with her husband, her relationship to threesomes, 
and the different types of female orgasms, which leads us to the culminating event. The big O. The big O. You get to hear the big O. She really has a real O. Yes. So stay tuned. You're going to love it. You can't not. Thank you guys so much for listening to Sex Talk with my mom. Please subscribe and share. On iTunes. Just go to Sex Talk with my mom on iTunes and press that download button. Then you won't miss out on an episode, especially this one. You don't want to miss this one. That's correct. All right. Love you all. So we established that my mother would be good at phone sex. Yeah. Um, apparently that and being a porn star lately. That's the two mm-hmm. uh, future jobs I, I'm hoping to get. <laughs> two questions. One, and we'll, we'll get to the second one in a second, but the first question was from my boyfriend as to if he, if you think that the phone sex industry is 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 going for a downfall because of all the webcams. You know, uh, it's actually growing, which is kind of strange to people. Mm. It, it's like I said, it was my first question. It's also the question I get first the most is how is this still a viable thing? And I, I just think that at this point, nothing can replace the good old fashioned get them off phone call. You know, they, it's just it's an established business. It's something that um, when people find out it still exists, they want uh, they want a piece of that. But well, it, it has changed. You can use your imagination more, too. And then yes. it's just looking at some bimbo that's like brushing her hair or something, you know. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you could be brushing your hair while you're doing it, but they have no idea about that. It's also cheaper, I would imagine, and it's one-on-one. A lot of time, cam girls have several guys that are watching them at once. They're interacting a lot, so that that may be part of it, too. Um, Will it die out? I I don't know. Now they have Night Flirt, which is kind of an in-between site where a girl can go and set up her own PSO account, and they only take a small percentage off of the calls you take. And so I think that's part of the reason why it grows. You know, this is an industry where a lot of single mothers get into it, a lot of women that want to work from home, you know, and I think that supply and demand are just still there at this point. I, I mean, I, I can't say for the future, but it's it's a big industry, a billion dollars it, it earned Whoa. just in phone sex last year. So, And it sounds like the operators or the, the, co- the company owners are making the money. Oh, yeah, definitely, especially in dispatch. I mean, the company I work for is very small. It's been around since the 70s. Uh, you know, they're very well established, but they're making cha-ching for sure so absolutely second question and this is for the average person listening of any age phone sex i mean um, (laughs) i'm talking dirty jason derula talk dirty to me uh how do you do it Um, oh, you know how to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, couples want to know. No, I, I actually, like, I, I yeah, will tell you, I'm, I'm very bad at it. I'm notoriously not great at it. In fact, <laughs> my last, uh, my last relationship, I sh- shouldn't have said that, or my last relationship. I, one of his, la- one of his prior relationships. She, uh, she got upset with me because I wasn't being, she, she didn't get upset. She was like, why are you not vocal? when yeah you know when you're coming and i'm like i don't want to call attention to the fact that i'm coming this quickly like this is not <laughs> something i want to talk, notify everyone about you didn't, get, you didn't get all the time to do this role playing because it happened in 30 seconds so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah and even when i, I try I've, I've tried to talk dirty and it sounds for some reason the I think the first or second time I started talking in like a New York accent. I think that's my default mm-hmm. when I get oh, yeah. really uncomfortable. So I was like, 
it, it was fucking horrible. It was like, yeah. oh, come over here. And I'm like, well, who the is that guy? Yeah. Who's the first piece of advice though that I have to give anybody, especially guys, because guys, women want that. They will. They it's verbal affirmation that that they're sexy, that they're doing well. But um, you're going to sound like shit when you first start. I mean, you, you just have to have a partner that's willing to kind of like see you through those first awkward stages. But that topic because, you just said is is actually the topic, though, right? That women want to know that they're desirable and yeah. to hear it. That yeah. it doesn't matter if you're talking in a, in a New York Italian accent. They just, they just want to hear it. And well, they just describe body parts, right? They want to believe it. And, you know, in sexual situations, each, each sex can kind of determine, like, even my husband, he, you know, he's a dominant guy by nature, but he's not very verbal, especially sexually. So the first few times that he would say something like whisper something in my ear, I'd giggle, you know, so um, because it felt weird, you know, it just, it was out of character, but I think role play is the key to that. I, you know, when a couple gets together, they start role playing, you allow yourself to kind of, you know, push your boundaries a little more, find what's comfortable, you know, talk about a scene or, or something that turns you on, act it out, expect it to be awkward the first time, you know, talk about it afterwards. And it's a progress. If you really want to improve in those areas of life, you just can't expect it to be something that feels comfortable to you right away. It's something that's going to take practice hmm. and it, it will bring you closer in the process if you have a partner that's willing to kind of, you know, see that through with you. But you it know? really spices things up. From it does. Just being quiet the whole time or listening to music, it's just, it adds to another dimension, especially like you said, if you're role playing a certain scene, because again, women are so psychological that they like to think of themselves, at least I just speak for myself. I like to think of myself in the scene, whether it be I'm giving like a a massage and I'm in a, you know, like some Japanese uh, massage parlor or something and I'm the masseuse or getting the massage or whatever it is that, you know, some stuff like that, like turns me on as opposed to if I'm just like doing the same sex acts every time. It's just, you know, you need to spice it up. I think especially when couples have been together a long time, you know, sex can get a little stale and you forget how to talk to each other about sex like you did in the beginning. So I think that it really comes in in that situation. Role play can just be a beautiful way to like open yourself up and share your kinks without it feeling like, you know, hey, do you want to try anal sex? You know, or whatever it is. Just kind of work it into that. You've got to do it from the beginning, though, because it's kind of hard after you're like married for 15 years to say, oh, I'm going to start treating, you know, I'm going to start talking real dirty. And you're like, who are you? Well, if you start with things that are closer to your personalities, like um, I recommend for a lot of couples that are reserved to start with, we call it Netflix and chill. So like we act like we're college kids and we watch TV and his whole goal is to get my pants and my whole goal is to giggle and try not to let him, you know, and it, you know, it ends up in sex. And if you start with something that feels a little closer to your personality, it won't feel like such a, oh my God, I'm role playing thing. <laughs> so, uh, very interesting. Yeah. Sam, so, I feel like you need more help on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think this, the awkward start is, is a big reason why people don't do this, at least why I don't do it. Cause if you're, ha- if you're having sex with someone, then suddenly you're going to be like, Hey, do you want to role play or do you want to talk dirty? It seems like a very uncomfortable conversation to have if she's not on board. Yeah, I suppose it can be. Um, you have to be careful how you approach anything like that with your, your partner. You don't want to freak them out. But, um, you know, I think if you have an idea in your head or, or, um, something that like you just kind of say jokingly, like, Ooh, you'd be a hot little nurse. Like if you stub your toe, be like, I need a nurse, you know, or I mean, there's always an introduction. Like you're a stand-up comic, right? Yes. So there, there has to be times when you're on stage and you just kind of have to like dig deep and find like that thing that keeps you going. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same thing when you're talking about sex with your partner. It's like yeah, you see that look and jokes. people want to, well, I guess it depends. Like I would imagine a woman that dates you knows you're a comic, so <laughs> um, it may not be so bad. But well, um, I, I giggle when I get uncomfortable, which can be really uncomfortable for the person I'm with. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, if you know them and, and you're approaching that or have you ever thought about role play or, you know, don't talk about it right before you go into sex. Talk about it, you know, a little bit earlier when it becomes almost a part of foreplay you know you talk to a girl about what her fantasies are and Mm -hmm. you know what she's into and another thing men really have a hard time accepting is fantasies are not the same for women as they are for men if a man man has a sexual fantasy 99% of the time he wants to do that in real life or would if given a chance I'm so glad you mentioned that right women are not like that like I have a lot of rape fantasies but I definitely don't want to be raped you know it's just a completely different mental versus visual thing so same thing Hmm. with girl on girl I mean, I can want to fantasize about a girl, but that doesn't mean I want to have sex with a girl. Right. So when you approach a girl about that, you have to be really careful because when they start telling you their fantasies, a guy naturally is like, oh, my God, she wants that. And you Mm. really have to separate that. You really have to understand that she wants to role play that or that turns her on in her head or she reads those types of stories. But um, but it, it isn't reality. It isn't it isn't. We just don't conceptualize sex the way that men do. So I'm not really going after Bill Clinton. (laughs) <laughs> right. You just want to play Monica. <laughs> yeah. So so is it always role play? Talk, is talking dirty always role play or is there different types of talking dirty? Because I don't even, I don't, I'm, to be quite honest, I don't even have like fantasies that I'd want to play out. It, okay. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I, pretty much every, every time I have sex, it's a very novel experience. And so whatever's going on is what I'm enjoying. So Yeah, men are kind of like that. Sure. I can get that. Um, but you could, still always talk about, you could still talk about the person's body that you're with, and that's going to turn her on, even if it's not a fantasy. It's a reality. You could talk about, you mm-hmm. know, every body part that you see. Right. And dirty talk is like that. I mean, it should be based in reality. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got the visual of me saying, like, oh, look at that leg. That's a, that's a nice forearm you have there. That's... <laughs> Yeah, but you could you could say something that like you know your body just turns me on and you know this your your muscles or whatever it your is muscles? your muscles I love how burly you are I like how you're so sexy <laughs> oh, this tiny little waist it's so sexy I just want to rub my hands up and down it like you just have to take what you find attractive and then find a way to to make it verbal um, and I I think maybe what helps is if you start with a text form. You know, uh, talking dirty, like trading dirty text messages, I think is a lot easier for a lot of guys to start. So, and girls, Absolutely. you know, so that's another you know, good idea. And you could, that's what I always talk about. Like start that at the beginning of like the day even. And so right. by the time you're actually like getting ready for sex, you're already like in that right. mental mood because it's exactly. hard for women to switch over their moods. Like there's, it's hard for women to go from doing the dishes to having sex. Exactly. So if you're already like working on it all day with texting, which is great, or Mm -hmm. even phone calls or notes or whatever you're doing, then by the time you're ready for sex, it's like you're already halfway there. Hmm. Exactly. And it will allow you to be more comfortable and not just to use that type of language, but also to find out what your partner's into a little bit better. If you're paying attention, you'll see how they respond is different to different types of things. Mm. Derek, Derek Pierce, porn star, told me that he said that he will call attention to any movements that he sees that are something she enjoys. Like, oh, you liked if I did that. Oh, you liked it if I did mm-hmm. that, which is how he talks dirty. But yeah. it's also um, reaffirming that he's doing the right thing. He's, he's getting her off in the right places. 
Mm. And you're forcing her to be verbal, which is also a turn on for a woman because then she has to be like, yes, yes, you know, I like that. <laughs> you know, So uh. that helps too. Remember, women are just as uncomfortable with it. And I mean, really, you, you, it's more important for you to be comfortable than it than it is for you to get it right. Hmm. So gradually work on what feels comfortable to you. If you if you think a I always think like if you think a dominant thought in your head, say it verbally uh, while you're having sex or while you're building up to it. And hopefully if you've had these conversations, then your partner's receptive to that and that's kind of where it starts. But really again, I go back to the fact that you can't expect to be comfortable when you start doing this. It's a new thing. It's a new way of communicating. So hmm. it is it's, probably it, harder on a first date. Or <laughs> yeah, I stand to do it. Then. Sure, definitely. Well, but maybe that's the best way to start it because you know, one night stands are are kind of all acting. If you think about it, you're only giving them a part of themselves. You know, hmm. you're preserving an image. So, great... you know, incorporating that. You are so smart. Yeah, <laughs> only about sex. <laughs> are there specific words or like a tone that you usually take on that has that like do you say cock instead of penis or pussy mm-hmm. instead of vagina? Cam mm-hmm. likes to use the technical terms for everything. Intercourse. <laughs> I, I like when you have intercourse with me. No, I have turn on all that. the time. I mean, my preference is overweighed by the guys usually. Like, I have a lot of callers that want it that way. They want it to be a penis and a vagina, and you know, it's all very, uh, you know, junior high-ish kind of. You know? <laughs> but personally, I prefer cock and pussy. Uh, yeah, I like dirty words. Like, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of of talking dirty. So. You know, and that that's a process. Like I've always been kind of dirty. I've always been the kind of person that you can talk to sex about. My friends come to me about sex. But at the same time, being a phone sex operator has definitely allowed me to, you know, kind of tap into that and not feel silly no matter what I'm I'm play acting. So hmm. yeah. You gotta go with what's comfortable to you, but your partner too. Most girls I'd say in this day and age it's gonna be pussy and cock. I hear it the most often. Noted. Okay. And <laughs> he needs a dictionary. And with with regard to you know try this one, Cam. Uh, you know next time when she, you know she's worked up, just be like, "Is your pussy wet for me?" Oh, like that's just like that is the key to every girl's panties right there. Is if your she's pussy into wet you, for so. me? Yeah, I yeah. suggest you try it several times by yourself first. Because... Yeah, is your pussy she wet for me? I'm, I'm going to end up writing this down. She's going to find it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would find that endearing because that shows me that a guy is, you know, trying to be that. So that that means something to me. It might to her too. But, um, you know, and then when she's like, yeah, you know, you say, well, I'm going to have to find out if, if that's true or, you know, whatever it is. It's like you always oh. want to push push the boundaries just a little without making her feel completely uncomfortable. Uh, that's oh. kind of the key. Yeah. So that is, that is that is, I think, the crux of the issue because the fear is that you end up going overboard and you sound too creepy or rapey, uh, and and she's like, "What the hell is?" Or or that you end up sounding like who is like a complete stranger to her. Like who is this right. guy that I knew? Yeah, I mean, I think that's why you kind of need to have those conversations beforehand when it's not as sexual. Like you kind of the role play talk or the fantasies. Like asking a girl what her fantasies are, if you can get her to open up that way for you, is, is really valuable. You know, it's it's just stuck that information right away. You know, first of um, all, there, it shows they interested that you're actually interested okay. in her. No, exactly. A lot of men, men could give a shit what turns a woman on. So the fact that you even ask is is a turn on. Yes, hmm. it can be. Can be as long as uh, you know a, a woman wants to be desired, but if if you're only concerned with her, then you become a worshiper, and a lot of girls don't want worshippers either. You know, so you have to. There is a fine line between that. You have to kind of sense it as you go. You know, oh, but it will make you better. You know, and don't be afraid of trying anything. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like even if it doesn't work, 
then she's not the one for you or you're not going to get laid that night, but you're getting better at something that's going to help you in the long run. So hmm. you have to look at the big picture. So I think. Got it. How do, but, how do <laughs> words, words, I think are just how pictures are. Words to women are like pictures are to men. They are definitely, definitely. You know, uh, another couple of good tricks is if you can get a girl to masturbate in front of you, that's a huge intimacy builder. Hmm. So it's a turn on for a guy, but it's also like you're learning a lot. Watch what she does with her hands. Watch where she pays attention to. You know, it's just a great trick. It, but mostly it builds intimacy. It will get you to a point with a woman where she's less embarrassed to tell you that she fantasizes about being an exhibitionist or whatever her thing is, you know. Hmm. You know. And that could be for for even couples that have been in long, long relationships or married couples. I mean, you could, you could, there's never a time when you can't start doing stuff like that. You can always start that. I agree. I agree. And actually I think that's huge. Like if, if a couple has been together for a long time, like to be able to take that to a new level or to recognize that your sex life has become stale, like, you know, you're, you're more likely to last the distance. You're more likely to have like, you know, the kind of sexual relationship you want to have. So it takes risk, but it's reward, you know, it's like anything else in life. Yeah. If you're not willing to like put yourself out there at any stage of your relationship, then it's never going to improve. It's never going to be anything other than it is. Hmm. How do your calls usually start? Did Do the guys usually say exactly what they want or do you have to coax it out know. of them? Yeah, let's do a role yeah. play, Kim. Ring, ring, ring. Okay, first thing I'll tell you is a guy never tells you what they want. They never come out and say, and I thought they would. And when you don't have any experience, it's like I have no idea half the time in the beginning what what they're talking about. So when a caller calls, they usually ask me to describe myself first. You know, so I tell them I'm little and I'm a dancer and I uh, so I have really strong legs and a little tiny waist and my butt is, you know, nice and round and firm and the boys seem to like it a lot. And I have long brown hair, curly you know, and big brown eyes to look at you with. And, you know, usually by then they're starting to kind of moan or give me a signal of what part of my body that they're most attracted to. And, and so no one, like, no one hangs up saying, I wanted a tall blue eyed. Never. No, no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. I mean, we, we, we do have pictures and then we also have what I call a call me message, which is kind of like your message to callers. You know, it says something like, um, hi, I'm Chloe and I'm bored tonight. I need somebody to play with. I'd love to be your new toy, you know, so they kind of have an idea what they're going to get before they call you anyway. Hmm. But then there's little triggers, you know, like they'll ask you to describe your feet or um, do you have any lingerie? Guys will ask you to put something on or, you know, whatever it is. Or, you know, every once in a while, like the humiliation fantasies, they'll ask flat out, like, do you have any experience with that? But it's pretty rare. Usually it's, you know, they give clues and I guess. And sometimes I'm wrong and you just move forward. So So if you want to extend the conversation... They say, do you have any lingerie? Will you go put some on? Can you like put the phone down and come back five minutes later and say, okay, it's on? <laughs> Usually I get dressed on the phone because it's more appealing to them. So like I let them hear the material or like I let them hear my high heels on wood floors or, you know, for me, I, I recognize the fact that the more real I can make it for them, the more into it they are. And really I enjoy it more that way myself too. So, so you actually put the whole garb on? I do. Oh. I do. I, I pretty much do anything my caller asks, you know, I oh, mean, wow. uh, so oh, I mean, like if they say stick your finger here or there, you'll do it? I do it. Mm-hmm. Ah, Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And I keep toys, you know, help. Uh-huh. So. Are you getting so off on these calls as well? When I'm lucky. Wow, <laughs> look at that. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, that's, that's the best part, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, all, almost all guys call me to come, but not very many actually are there to hear me come. 
And if they are, a lot of times it's very, very quick. So I don't really necessarily have a lot of time to get going. But um, but yeah, if I'm given an opportunity to orgasm, I absolutely am going to take it. Like that's my bread and butter. It's why I do the job. I love it. You know, I, I, I've done a few interviews in the past and I always do an orgasm at the end because I'm not shy. Like that's yeah, I'm not shy. So, so do you actually? You don't actually just fake an orgasm just because they want to hear it. I never fake it. Never, never, oh. never, never. No, even uh, for your I'm, even for your clients, you won't fake never. it. Oh. Nope. Nope. I, I don't have to though. Thank I'm you. I'm I can come pretty easily. I I'm I've never been in a position where I've not been able to get myself off. There are times like I have one caller. He wants me to come like 15 times in an hour. <laughs> Right. Right. So I have to say, like, by the end, you're just kind of a ball of nerves and a mess. So I I wouldn't necessarily say I've come every single time he says, come for me, Chloe. But at the same time, like, I'm still coming if I can. So So are you multi-orgasmic? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I I can pretty much press my thighs together and come, you know, or rub my clit tight jeans on the seam or something like that. Like, I'm aroused all the time. I interviewed Nina Hartley porn star and she was talking about how she's like a one orgasm woman and she's but she's been with other porn stars who are like what you you can rub up against the wall and they'll come mm-hmm. and Kim, how about you when you're rubbing on the floor from our past interviews <laughs> well i wasn't rubbing i, I have to be lying on the floor it was a one-time experience it was not this is not often <laughs> that's good with me I don't think that there's anything wrong with that like, uh, I love being turned old, up, in my so. bed <laughs> uh oh <laughs> now we're getting weird <laughs> yeah it was long story anyway we're just kidding around at this point. I, I know I was wondering if your husband is affect, like how does this affect your relationship with your husband well I mean my husband and I've been together for a long time you know I, we got together when I was in my early 20s I'm in my mid 30s now so like this isn't new to him like we've always had a really adventurous sex life hmm. um, so I do have an open marriage not I've never slept with another man I don't have a desire to we have a lot of threesomes with other girls and in the beginning of our relationship I had told him flat out like I don't have a problem with you sleeping with other women I I just don't want to be lied to about it and uh, that was actually a contentious issue for us for the first couple of years just because a man never believes that when he hears it first of all so he would go behind my back and sleep with another girl and this is just in maybe the first first two years when we started dating and then he wouldn't want to tell me about it but inevitably he would and I would just I just kept driving home the point like I I really sex is sex it doesn't bother me but I need to know that you're not keeping things from me like no woman nobody wants to feel humiliated Hmm. you know nobody wants to feel that but and also the converse conversely that you you have more trust if you if you if he does come and tell you and you're part of his his sex life when you when you hear about it later that's at least it's that's what i've too. heard from a friend of mine who talked to me about that issue but not by not making an issue out of sex and other girls it's funny that we actually ended up being monogamous for a, a you know eight years of our relationship i would say um just naturally you know we really enjoyed each other and and you couldn't get sex outside of our relationship that you could get from each other so um for us it worked out that way but um, you know, it's different for everybody. I, I'm kind of, my parents were both cheaters. So I, I've never, I'm kind of a one, one guy girl, you know, it's like, a, I can't, I can't be intimately involved with people very easily. And my husband and I have just slowly over the years built a connection that just can't be measured by anything else. So I, I really don't feel the desire to sleep with other men, but I do like sleeping with other women, you know, and, and that's fun and it's fun for him too. So, you know, it works so you out. don't get jealous. 
I know. I mean, in the beginning, like there were a couple of times, but no, I'm jealousy to me is about thinking that a woman has a part of him that I don't. And that's just not possible. It's just sex. You know, mm. sex is a physical, it's a physical thing. It, it, it's only emotional. It's only tying if, if you choose to make it that way. So no, I don't, I don't have any jealousy issues, but yeah, you're able to separate sex and love, which is a, which is not an easy thing. I think for, a I think lot it's of easier couples. for women though. Well, maybe not, but I, I think women tend to departmentalize more when it comes to that. And personally for me, before my husband, I, I didn't have a lot of very serious relationships. I had a really hard time intimately connecting with people, uh, especially men. So, um, so yeah, I just think our relationship is different because of the people that we are, you know, necessarily. I love it. I think it's kind <laughs> yeah. of open relationship and that works for you guys. That's great. Yeah. It's pretty wild that he's, I mean, it sounds like you guys have worked out the perfect scenario for you. Well, I think that's the key. You know, it, it, you know, I, I don't think most people should probably get married. I think, um, you know, people get married for the right people get married for the wrong reasons. Do you have any questions for us? Hmm. I, I do. I, I actually have a question for Cam. Like growing up, was your mother really sexual? Like, did she talk about sex with you a lot? She I think you never really talked about your sex experience with, with me. But my friends and I would feel very comfortable going to her. She always loved being parts of, part of those conversations. Where we're talking mm-hmm. about women and how, like, how we're failing or how, you know, we we're excited for a date or something like that. And then it ended, as we got older, it started morphing into, okay, how do you do this? Or, and then once she, she came out with a channel, she has a YouTube channel, then there were no holds barred. She was talking about things that I would never even think about. <laughs> Did it make you uncomfortable? Like, when you were younger, like, in, as far as like going through puberty and having a mother that was, you know, tuned into that kind of stuff was it was it something that you were ever embarrassed or ashamed of or was it something that you always kind of embraced no I think I I think I always embraced it because I just because there was no none of my friends would shame me uh for for having an open cougar mother so it well became, yeah she's the mill that's yeah, they all want to fuck her right yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the only issue the only times I've ever gotten uncomfortable was when guys around my age would go after her and I'd be like, get sure. the fuck away from my mother. Sure, <laughs> territorial. Yeah, concert or something. I'm talking to some guy next to me, and, and they think that I'm, you know, I'm with a date, but it turns out that they find out I'm with my son. They freak out. Uh, when I first met my husband's mother, um, my husband was my boss when we we met. Uh, he owned a bar that I worked at in college. So I worked for him. I was a bartender and he was sitting at a table with his mom and I didn't know it was his mom. And I asked the other bartender, I was like, is that his new girlfriend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I can get that. I mean, that, uh, that's cool. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, uh, people going outside of their, their age range to find somebody that's compatible sexually. So is especially your, is, the way is your husband older than you? He is. Uh, he's a few years older than I am though. Not he's in uh, actually his birthday's next week and he'll be 43 so yeah yeah so it goes so quick though doesn't it (laughs) yeah yeah. oh yeah so no that was the only question I really have is I was just curious about the dynamic that when I originally I it's funny because right before you dm'd me about this I I was flipping through some of the sexuality podcasts on iTunes and I had noticed uh it was the fact that it was a mother and son that really kind of caught my attention I thought is that awkward is you know (laughs) Do you feel weird? And, and, you know, like that kind of thought, like, just went through my head. Like, Good. I, that's the thought we wanted to yeah. go. Exactly. We exactly. Want to know, so. We want to be able to show people that this is actually a possibility. 
I had a follower on Twitter just this week. Um, somebody retweeted it, actually. She's like, I'm never going to be able to talk to my son about sex ever. I'm just going to give him like, uh, you know, hente, which is like anime porn, you know, yeah. Yeah. right? And she's like, that's how I learned. So I'm just going to give him that. And somebody <laughs> said, oh, Chloe Love will do it for you. And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know, because I'll start talking about like foot jobs. To me, it's like, that's a big problem that, you know, guys don't learn about sex through anyone most guys learn about sex through porn and porn is not absolutely it's a it's a horrible way to learn about sex because it's 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 not real and it's not what women want women do not want six guys banging them in their ass that's not what they want thank god (laughs) that would hurt um so i think that that's true though i think and also for women like women are taught how to to turn a man on how to get his attention but women aren't taught about the actual act of sex no you know so you end up with two people that like want to be good at something and both people are worrying too much about whether or not they're pleasing the other person or am i doing Mm. this right and once exactly 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 exactly. and especially for women you have to be able to turn off the mental switch to be able to have an orgasm you have to be able to uh, move past that running dialogue that a lot of girls have in their heads and a lot of guys too but especially for women like if you can't turn that off then you can't be comfortable enough to to orgasm so and there's a lot of women unfortunately that never even have orgasms until they're in their 20s 30s sometimes older I think that's so sad. Or it never masturbate. Like I know. I, How could you not masturbate? That's my sister. Like I, I mean, I, I masturbate dozens of times a day and have since puberty. So my sister told me recently, she's a year older than me. She's like, I've never masturbated. And I was like, <laughs> how can that be? How? How? Like, do you ever, did you ever try? Like, I mean, water jets? Wow. <laughs> like, my so much for sister. genetics. But she's really sexual. I mean, if anything, between the two of us, like, I'm more of a tease. You know, I, I danced burlesque when I was, you know, in my early 20s or, you know, I've always been that. But I haven't had a lot of sexual partners, whereas my sister's the opposite. Like, she seems very reserved, but she's a hardcore slut. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just how she, she gets off herself. But it's a foreign concept to me. And I have to remember not all the world is the same as as I am. But you if know. she doesn't masturbate, this is my big problem with, with women expecting men to have some sort of ESP. If she doesn't masturbate, she doesn't know what turns herself on. How the hell is a guy supposed to give her an orgasm? Yeah, right. Although I don't know about most women, but when I have sex, I think I'm still giving myself the orgasm. Exactly. You're masturbating during sex, obviously. Well, no, actually, uh, you know, there's a lot of different types of orgasms. I don't know. Cam, are you aware of this? Like (laughs) men can have different orgasms? I I am a little aware of this. We've talked a little bit about this. Okay, cool. So um, I can make myself come on a clit orgasm. It's what I do on phone calls, things like that. But a man cannot make me come that way. My clit is way too sensitive. So I hate oral sex, which is weird for a woman. Most women do. But it's because I'm so ticklish. It's so sensitive that it becomes like almost a painful thing for me. Hmm. Um, And as opposed to like a penetration orgasm, which is when a man is hitting your G-spot or an anal orgasm, which is kind of similar to a G-spot orgasm. But um, those types of orgasms are positioning, but they're also kegels and clenching and, you know, your pussy being kind of primed for it. So, so you're I, saying I really that you don't rub your clit um, during, during sex? Very rarely. Sometimes I will, but I prefer penetration orgasms. Like, uh, you know, I can, or, I can cl- have a clit orgasm anytime I want, but I have a really hard time giving myself penetration orgasms even with dildos. So when I'm having sex, like my goal is like, I'm racing for that orgasm like as quick as I can get there and as many times after as I can get there. So. But it's a G-spot orgasm you're getting. You're not getting that's it. That's for me. For that's, me. That's, Sometimes every once in oh. a while I can combine them. But I, I think that's very unusual. 
I think so too. But that's something I've learned too. I, I didn't even know that that's what I was doing until I started phone sex, really, like as sexual as I am. And I, uh, I think our own bodies are a mystery to us. We might know how to get ourselves off, but we don't necessarily know what we're doing that gets us there. So uh, the more you analyze it, the more you look at it, why does this work and what is happening? And I read a lot, you know, the more I started to realize like these, these are different orgasms. That's why this works or, or, or your clitoris extends into the G spot. And exactly. That's, that's really probably what it is. Yeah. yeah. And if you've ever, I mean, I know you have, but if you see like a picture of the clitoris, like it looks kind of like a wishbone, you know, it's just the little hood that comes down. The thing that people think is your clit is actually just this tiny like button as opposed to like the rest of the clit is you know, encompassing your vagina in a way. So when you are hitting the G spot, you are also hitting the same nerves that are attached to your clit, you know, and even though it's a different orgasm, it has to be connected as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. You know, but there isn't a lot of science on this type of stuff yet. You know, we're a repressed society. And, and so it's only been, you know, a few people or more recently that people, doctors have started to really like do experiments on female orgasm and how it happens and what are the different types and what is it triggering. And most of that's still a mystery. So... Well, well, we're going to stay on the forefront of this one. <laughs> Good. Well, anyway, well, thank you so much. Wait, before you had we, another question? Well, Chloe, you mentioned that you've done orgasms on other people's podcasts. We, are you comfortable doing that for us? Sure, if you want. Um, I might have to get a toy. But um, here, let me get on my – I'm in my office chair, so let me get on my knees first so I have a little bit better uh, access to my pussy. Cam, I'm so impressed. <laughs> I, I never cool. go into an interview thinking, oh, I'm going to come, but I'm always game. So, ah, so okay, first I always describe like I'm touching my pussy and it's really wet. <sighs> I'm just rubbing my clit in big circles. <sighs> okay, all right. Okay, now I'm, ooh, I'm already so turned on. It won't take much. <sighs> Okay. Oh, 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 are you ready, Cam? Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 fuck. orgasm that was real like that before oh gosh i can't believe people think it what's the point <laughs> oh gosh sorry i didn't realize my mic's over here oh my gosh thank you for being so vulnerable with us yeah really that was very <sighs> well thank you oh my um you know when i first started phone sex i would take my iphone and i would record myself coming over and over again because you have to kind of be comfortable with that but um, like I said, I've always been really orgasmic anyway. And then since I've started doing this, it's just like, I just, you know, just do it. Just go out there and like give into it. Turn off that part of your mind and enjoy yourself. Wow. So. I 
hope my parents are not listening to this. Me <sighs> <You> too. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. That might be kind of hot, but <laughs> I don't know them, so I can say that. <laughs> oh, my dad is 86. <laughs> you know, if I wasn't happily married, I always think I would. I listened to your last interview. I would have made a really good sugar baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, sugar baby. Oh, for sure. But I wouldn't have faked it for them. <laughs> Well, I, I, you sound so out of breath right now. <laughs> this has been an awesome interview. Like a cold shower. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I felt my t- on my bed and do it again. <laughs> yeah, my, just hearing that it's like my temperature is rising. I, it's like an intense experience. Me too. <sighs> Thank you. I love. I love to come. So yeah, no, no shame, you guys. Just like you know, go out there and just embrace your sexuality and enjoy it you know uh take what you need and give what you can so well this was the best advertisement for your your (laughs) (laughs) anything you want to reach chloe love you you know you got a live demonstration just now yeah i'll have to make a clamor of it yeah (laughs) i think that was really quick so (laughs) probably was a record might have been 45 minutes for me Oh gosh, no, really? Oh, that that would never happen. But you know, like you said, everybody's different. Everybody's different. That's yeah. right. As long as you're still getting it in the end, that's okay. So, the rise up is fun too. Yeah, the process. Mm-hmm. So, so Chloe, mm-hmm. one more time, how do people um, get at you if they wanted to? Get um, at you? Get at me. That's fine. You can get at me. <laughs> Um, I'd say first, my podcast is called Talk Dirty with Chloe Love. It's L-U-V. And you can find it on iTunes or on my website, chloelove.com. And then um, on Twitter, you can find me. uh, It's chloelove underscore PSO. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was fun. Good. I can't wait to hear it. You guys are great. Thank you. Thank you. Chloe, uh, let's just keep in touch because you and I are like-minded souls here. Excellent. I think so, too. We will. Thank you. Y'all have a nice day. Thank you. You too. Bye. 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 Well, we have Okay. We're not ending on that. Okay. So what do you want to end on? How do you want to wrap this up? That was pretty overwhelming. That was, was, once again, another like-minded soul. (laughs) I love it. I, I mean, I don't even know what to say anymore okay just that was just the most bizarre thing ever it was pretty remarkable um i hope it didn't disappoint because we were building it up i'm hoping that people understood how bizarre that was for the two of us to be looking at each other listening to that right i i i hope you guys are um you know more more educated on orgasms orgasms or you mean talking dirty talking dirty Yes, it was, enter- it was entertaining actually to hear her. I mean, what kind of noises were that? She was making some really squeaky little noises. She ended up tweeting, and I'm, this is what I'm searching for right now. I'm looking for the tweet. She talks about her orgasm on her show, really? and and then she says that it was, was the it fastest she's one? ever she's ever come in a long time, completely unexpected. Fastest, and then the she she's ever come. She said, and then she, well, maybe not the fastest, but it was one of the one of the. It was extremely fast. It was like it you heard be. it. It was like twenty seconds. I don't know how the hell she did that. And then, and then she talks about how she whacked off two more times after that. You know, this. here's the deal: women don't realize that it, a lot of sex foreplay for women is in the mind. Okay? Right. So, so she was talking and talking and talking about it, and obviously she was getting very turned on by it. Right. And that's why she was ready to come. Ready to go. I like to think of it 
uh, is just that I was on the line, which is I think just it was you, an was immediate you aphrodisiac. You are you are just one that makes everyone come. I am the human aphrodisiac. I'm like the, I'm a I'm a human clam, or <laughs> but then why did that human oyster that you made her ears bleed? It my voice. You know, some people the voice doesn't affect that in the same way, but. I would say just my general essence really can make a girl come. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I hope you all loved it. And please call into that hotline and let us know if you've had experience with phone sex operators, if it's been a good thing, bad thing, if you learned anything from this podcast, and if you have any questions, because we would love to answer them. It's 323-472-4237. Call in and it's all anonymous. You can hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at Sex Talk with My Mom and on Twitter at Sex Talk Podcast. We'll answer any questions you got. Yes, we do. We love answering questions and at least bringing them up for our discussion. But we will be nothing without future listeners. So if you can download this and share it, we would appreciate it. Click subscribe, send it to your friends. We love you all. We love you all. You got the birds and the bees and the flowers and all right, I'll let you go. <laughs> Bye. This ad could improve the sex lives of fifty percent of women. Hashtag VFact. One out of two women with vaginal dryness say lubricants feel sticky and messy. The Vagisil Pro Hydrate Internal Hydrating Gel provides long-lasting dryness relief for more comfortable intimacy. With its gradual moisture release formula, it feels like your own natural moisture. Because you deserve dryness relief that feels natural. Stop the dryness, start the loving. With Vagisil Pro Hydrate Internal Hydrating Gel. Now back to the podcast. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.